Welcome to the Home Building Q&A podcast. A couple of topics, one being a question that I'm going to cover in this episode. How long does it take for a builder to give you a price on the home that you want to build? And then the second topic relates to heating your house and heating your house with propane and how expensive that is and what the alternatives are. If you're in a rural area and there's not gas around and you're set way back off the road, what do you do besides propane? All right, so let's get into the first question. How long does it take for the builder to give you a price on building your home? Well, excuse me, the builder is going to need a full set of blueprints in order to do this. So if you're going to have a custom home built, you're going to need a full set of blueprints, which is going to contain a front elevation, a rear elevation, and side elevations. This is also going to have a foundation plan, a detailed first and possibly second floor floor plan, if this is a two-story, and an electrical plan. This is all the information that Well, most of the information that the contractors are going to need to give bids on the home. The lumber company is going to need a copy of this. The framer is going to need a copy of this, so on and so forth. But the more information, the better. To get the most accurate price, not only you just want to have the, the blueprint, but also if you could maybe have done some selections already, you know what type of cabinets you want, what type of flooring you want then those companies can give exact numbers for those exact selections rather than just putting in an amount for the base cabinet or for the base flooring, which you're you're bound to exceed because that's not what, what you want. So if you can get the specifics in there, myself as a salesperson, before I send a blueprint to my dad who does the, the, the bidding and sends it out to bid, I also put together a pricing worksheet that includes everything that is, you know, not called out for on the blueprint. For example, the blueprint is not going to call out what type of interior doors that we're going to have. Are they going to be a a solid, you know, poplar panel door or are they going to be a a flush hollow core door? You know, what size is the trim going to be? What type of material is the trim going to be? These are the things that are needed to give an accurate price. So, What this process looks like, at least for us anyways, we've got a team of people, the same team of people that we use on every house that we build. So my dad's going to take the blueprint. He's going to send it out to the framer, the electrician, the cider, so on and so forth. Now, when it comes to our framer, it's not like we're using a framing company where we're sending it to an office and there's somebody just constantly working on bidding out plans. This framer exclusively frames for us, and he and his crew are framing houses all day, every day. So he may only be able to work on bids for a short period after he gets home from framing or on the weekend. So it could take him up to three weeks to actually get us a number back on what his part of the framing is going to cost. So I'm going to say that you're going to want to give your builder a month to, you know, and it could be longer, but... I think that they should be able to to do it in a month. I think that's a reasonable amount of of time to be able to to do that. So if it's going to be a custom home, that's kind of what to expect. If you haven't, you gave it to them two weeks ago, you haven't heard anything back, that's normal. Uh, You know, if if you're going into uh, a builder and you're picking out one of their floor plans, well then, 
it should take far less time than that. So if somebody comes in, they meet with me and they're going to build one of our floor plans. And even if they're going to make some modifications to it, it should not take me, you know, we've already got an established base price for that home. So now I can just take and I can add that additional square footage that they're adding, those additional options that they want, and I can get back to them on a price, you know, within a couple of weeks because, I, you know, yes, it only takes, let's say, anywhere between an hour to three hours to do this if you're just sitting out and doing it, but you may have, and the builder you're going to, they may have other clients ahead of you, and there's a little bit of a of a backlog for doing that. So that's what to expect for timing on on getting a price from a builder. The uh, the second topic, which it's something I saw, I, ha- I have a uh, new home building Q and A Facebook group. It's called New Home Building Q and A. It's a a great resource for you know if you go on there and you leave a question or a comment, you're going to get tons of interaction back. And it's, it's just, if you're building or going to be building, it's a great resource. <clears throat> there was a question pertaining to the propane bill that this particular person had received now that we're into the winter months and what those propane bills are going to be for the cold months of the year. And looking at what the amount was, to me, it looked like it was about 80% more than what a natural gas bill would be. And that's a huge difference. That means that if, if you know, normally a natural gas bill is going to be $100. Okay, I'm no mathematician here. But if a normal gas bill is going to be $100 and propane is, you know, 80% more than that, well, that means that it's going to be almost double the cost of a normal gas bill. Now, if you're in a big home and, and your gas bill in the winter months is $300, that means you're going to be, you know, $600 or even, or even more than that. Now that I'm thinking about it, this propane bill seemed to be 120% more than what natural gas would be. So what do you do if you're building in a rural area and you're a thousand feet off of the road? Well, chances are you're still going to be having electric. So you want to find out from the power company in your region, maybe it's the same company that's doing the electric, maybe not, but you're going to want to find out if natural gas is available at the road and how much it would be to tap into that and run it back to your house with a gas meter. Also, if natural gas, if there's not a main at the road, what's the nearest cross street, you know, within reason that that they have it. I mean, basically you want to get an estimate on what it's going to cost to run natural gas to your house, even if there's not a gas main in front of your house. Cause maybe, you know, five, 600 feet down the road, there's another cross street. Maybe there's gas there. So they would have to come down your road and then up to your house. Yes, that could be $30,000 to do. But if you're paying $750 a month, for for propane and you're going to have propane <clears throat> running, you know, for 4 5 months of the year, you know, and you're going to be spending, you know, over $4,000 a year on propane. Well, how many years would it take, you know? So 4 times 7 is 28. 4 times 8 is 32 thousand dollars. That means that the cost that it would be to hook up to natural gas if it was thirty thousand dollars, 
within nine years, you, you would have paid for that already. Now, yes, you're still going to have a natural gas bill once you hook up to natural gas. So that needs to come into the equation as well. So now let's just say, you know, that, that gas bills, you know, 200 bucks a month, $800 a year, you know, add that to, to the, um, to the total cost. So now let's say, okay, now it's, it's 10 years In 10 years, you would have had your, you'd be broken even now. So basically you would have paid for the gas main and what you would have paid for propane monthly costs and you've paid all of your natural gas bills. So you're, you're pretty much break even 10 years in. So at this point, it's a no brainer. You want to continue with natural gas and not propane. The, uh, the other thing to investigate, <clears throat> whether there's gas there or not, because maybe there's not gas available period and you, you have to do propane or, or do you, there is another alternative. We have done this before on a home that we've built. I'm definitely no expert at this. I would suggest starting off with Googling geothermal heating and cooling systems. Find a contractor in your area, meet with them, get some detailed information on them. Basically, what you want to do is find out how much more it would be to have this system over a normal HVAC system. To my knowledge, a geothermal heating and cooling system is going to run maybe around $30,000. And what they're doing is they're, they're putting wells into the ground and they're going deep enough into the ground to where they're hitting a temperature that's a consistent 55 degrees. So during the winter months when we are 30, 20, 10 degrees below zero, they're down at a constant and they're tapping off of a constant 55 degrees. So got a big head start above and beyond just a normal furnace, which needs to keep your house heated from that outside zero degree temperature. So it would be, again, something to kind of do the math on, even if gas is available. Say gas is going to be 30 grand to hook up to. Your gas bills are going to be $200 a month for five months a year. Um, What does that add up to? Then figure out what the total cost for the geothermal heating system is going to be and what those bills are and, and do the math. I just wanted to throw that out there as an option. So that's all I've got for this podcast. I've got that Facebook group called New Home Building Q&A. It's a great resource. Check it out. If you've got any questions that uh, you would like me to answer, go ahead and, and leave that in a comment. Um, rate me with stars or thumbs or however this works. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, that's all I've got for today. This is Jason Lawrence signing off.